Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Keep your camera on to get the priority. Hi, this is Rahul Radio. Today is March 3rd. The time is about 11.30. Radio New PC has been conducting conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, let us know that you're a newcomer. Uh, we will pro- we promote newcomers. If you're a newcomer, let us know. You have to put the camera on too. Yojita? Yeah, sure. Uh... Hi Rahul. So currently I'm working for a non-profit organization and I have a non-profit H1B. So can some other company sponsor my CAP H1B and can I have both my H1Bs at the same time? Are you speaking to work concurrently for the non-profit and profit? Are you speaking about moving from this company to another company? Uh, so uh, I think like probably for a couple of months or years, I would like to do that uh, concurrent. And once uh, my H1B is approved and like once I'm comfortable with my um, H1B cap company, I'll be uh, permanently moving from non-profit to a profit company. You can do so. If you're working for University of Texas, okay. for example, and then you want to work for Walgreens parallelly, you can do so. You don't need to go to the cap. Okay. You got the point? Yeah, but like uh, uh, if I have to uh, work for a profit organization, I should be uh, having a normal H1B, right? If you're only working for Walgreens and you're not going to be working for University of Texas, though, only then you need to go through the lottery system. Okay. But if if you're going to work for University of Texas and Walgreens, you don't need to go through the lottery. If you want to go solely work for Walgreens, you need that lot. You need that lottery, okay? Okay, okay. Got it. Next question, please. Thank you. Srinath? Yeah, hi, thanks for taking my call. So I have this question uh, on the the importance of roles on the H1B petition. So the current role that I have is a web developer and I got a new offer as a solutions architect. So, so even though like my role on the petition says as a web developer, like the activities that I do on a daily basis are more of a solutions architect and a lead kind of a role. So so when I'm presenting my the new company where I'm transferring my petition to, they're asking for an experience letter from my current employer. So I'm just confused on what role should I give because the job, whatever I did was based on the solutions architect. So but the role on my petition says web developer, but the activities I do are different. So. So I'm a little confused on how important is the role and uh, can I just say web developer or should I ask? I can, I can get a letter from my... What degree, what degree do you have? 
So I have an engineering degree, but it's not computers. So it's mechanical. So yeah, that is the reason why they're asking me for this. Uh, How many years of experience, experience you have? 14 years of experience. Okay. So yeah, so the title is web developer, but yes, but the description is more solution architect. Yes, the current job descriptions I have, it's much more than the web developer, yes. So normally you can put the, if you can get a title as solution architect in bracket web developer, mm -hmm. or otherwise that will be much better. Okay, got it. So if my experience letter says solution developers bracket web developer, that's better. Right. Okay. Or if they just say, no, your, your role is this, your petition says this as a web developer. So no, you can't say the find... petition says this. Okay. Okay. You can't say okay. petition says this. That's not a normal letter. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. So I should just okay. say the role. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Next person, please. Rohit. So I have a valid H-1B. Uh, I had a visa stamping uh, that expired on in 2019 with the previous employer. And I'm currently uh, with the valid H-1B that expires in 2022 December with the current employer. And uh, actually I'm planning to travel to Canada for a couple of days to do my landing for my PR. So I've read something about the visa revalidation where you know I can go to Canada or Mexico with, for less than 30 days and I can come back without a visa stamping. Uh, just a valid I-797 should be sufficient. So is it still valid? Can I do that? And if I can, what are the documents I should be carrying uh, to travel? When is your passport stamping expiring? Uh, it expired in uh, 2019 itself. Got it. That's okay. You just need to take the I-797 of the new company that you're working with. You need to take the income tax returns, W-2 forms and bank statements, make them ready. Okay, don't show it to them though. Okay, they'll get confused. Okay. When you come back, you show them the I-94 with this particular company, company B, and that's it. You're just allowed to come. If they doubt that, at the most they can doubt, are you really doing the job with this company? Are you faking it? Then you can show the rest of the things. Okay. Do I need to carry the client letter or employment verification letter and all? Not required. Uh, no, you don't need to do that. You don't need to oh. do that. Pay steps are good enough that shows that you've been getting paid. Okay, okay. And last question. So does it matter if I go by air or by land? Or travel by uh, like- It doesn't by matter. Water? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Sure, thank you. Ne next person, please. Shreemukha. Um, yeah, hi Rahul, thanks for taking the call. Um, I had a previous H1, which is on like 2015. Um, and then like, but I came to US on 2016. I worked here for two years and then my H1 extension got rejected in 2018. Um, so I have to go back to India and then like uh, I worked there in India two years. They, they are not ready to send me again on H1. So I resigned the company and came here on 2020 on F1 visa. Now I am my OPT. If I have to go to H1, do I need to apply for new lottery or like, can I go ahead and um, same lottery back and then can I do the H1 transfer with, with the cap exempt because it's more than six years? Oh, no, you are cap exempt. Man. The only, okay. only thing is that since you already spent two years on H1B here, mm -hmm. You have to go, you can only get up to four years of H1B. 
if you apply through the if you apply through the lottery though then mm-hmm. you can get the 6 years otherwise you're only eligible for 4 years and you know after 6 after 6 years of h1b you can extend based on the i140 you already know the rules right yeah yeah my only question is uh, is there any time like uh, the there is no timeline you okay. can go back to this one even 20 years from the time that you got the h1b okay 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 that makes sense yeah thank you so much next person please dundinath hi uh, hi this is dundinath uh, hello ready uh, so in 2019 um, i had done my graduation from university of potomac so i have applied the stem extension for one year i mean stem up, uh, initial stem for one year and it was there and later when i applied for stem extension it got denied because of the some college internal issue uh, i think every one of my friends also got the same thing so by that time i got my h1 picked but due to that stem extension denied my h1b is continuously you know having some rfes regarding my state like status so i have applied for my uh, like you know f1 reinstatement process um, so i mean in that process right like f1 reinstatement happened is is happening currently and there is no any result on that and i have joined another university uh, university of cumberland but i'm keep on getting this h1 rfes like almost four rfes uh, came in right now because you know to check about the reinstatement process so i'm not what sure mean, what, so, what do you mean what do you mean four rfes uh, is it like RF... in the same h1b or is it different different companies it's though? on the same h1b in the same company why can't you just convert into consul processing and go get the stamping though oh okay yeah that's that's what i want to check with you so i mean am i eligible to stay here as of now or do i have to no that is a different whether you are eligible to stay or not i need to look into are you in the civil system right now uh yes my my service they said it's not terminated it's on hold so that's why they asked me to go for the reinstatement my college said that um, you have to leave the country get into the consul processing and then go there and get the stamping that's easier for you okay okay so yeah but is there any deadline or something that i have to as soon as that? possible is better okay okay sure rahul next person okay. please thank you anurag Hi Rahul, this is Anurag. Uh, so I did my downgrade from EB2 to EB3 in October 2020 and got my EAD and AP. And uh, I had traveled out of country and came back on AP. Now uh, my wife is uh, applying for her H1 renewal. So, <laughs> but I want to stay on uh, the EAD AP status. So, uh, will it be a problem that both of us has to be on H1, or uh, I can be on EAD and she can be on H1? She can. She you can be on EAD and she can be on H1. That's okay. perfectly all right. No problem with it. Okay. And if she applies her H1, then there won't be any change in this EAD and AP status, right? Like it won't get cancelled or something like that. No, it won't get cancelled. You can have both parallelly EAD and H1 be parallel. No problem with it. Okay. Thanks, Rahul. Sanjeev. Hello, Sanjay. Yes, Sanjay. Uh, hi, Rahul. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, this is my second call to you. Thanks for the last time advice. I have just one question, right? Just to give my mm-hmm. background, right? My case was filed with the EB three downgrade in October twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. My I one forty is approved in EB three, and I already have I one forty approved with EB two also. My date is August two thousand eleven. 
last time we were checking right so uh, my company is not ready to to do a fresh filing they are only ready for inter filing so august it, 2011 is your is your priority date is right yes yes sir it's current right now in eb3 yes. also it's, yes it's current that's my dilemma right but it's it's current in eb3 but nothing is happening in texas service center so should i do inter filing or should i keep on waiting is there any news on inter filing is it expediting the no process? news on inter filing nothing no approvals not a single approval yet not a single receipt notice yet so you advise me to still wait in eb3 is that a safe uh, right now i will tell you not to do anything it's up to you if you want to refile i don't know about that uh, i would not refile i would not recommend to refile is it illegal to refile no it's not so uh, refile is not an option because my my attorney is not on board the, yeah know, i would definitely not interfile right now for you because nothing okay. is happening on the interfile and keep watching our videos if something happens we'll let you know is anything happening in texas service center or they just not touching it anything over there uh it's october 2020 right all the cases i'm yeah. reading all blogs they, right they're tra- they're transferring a lot of cases to nbc right now okay okay but so yeah if- you're right they are not doing anything there if uh, my case get transferred is that a better chance if they get transferred or uh, of course if it get transferred to uh, national benefit center you have better chance yes so right now i just should stay and watch right stay put yes that's right okay Next sir, person, i will check back with you again in few weeks if something changes on interval thanks for your advice i really appreciate it. sure sure thank you ravi uh hi rahul uh the thing is like uh, uh we applied uh uh my wife's h4 ead and uh, h4 uh simultaneously mm-hmm. with my uh, h1 so my h1 got mm-hmm. approved uh mm-hmm. can we the question is like can we do the uh, 485 ead for my wife uh in parallel to the h4 ead why not you can okay. because my lawyer is saying like uh, uh, we should not apply both at a time uh, no 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 you can so both are independent yeah. right yeah and let me ask you when is your wife's h4 ed expiring uh may so we applied in january uh, so everything uh, and did you already applied 485 uh 485 uh, i got yeah she got 485 applied yeah it's in pending right now and you didn't apply for the ed before so that's the thing so at the time uh, my lawyer said like okay we cannot apply oh, both come so on that. you can apply for ed so both are independent so no issue yeah did you apply for advance parole yes so she got and you got that yeah okay yeah if you um, there is a way out where you can get your wife um it's for extended by going before may to mexico i want you to watch this video 10 minute video okay okay and that will extend the ead for 180 days after may though Yeah, we are planning to India so in April. So uh, okay, that covers it. For stamping and they will come back. Yeah, yeah, that covers it. No, you should. You can file both EADs at the same time, sir. Absolutely no problem. So no issue. Next okay, person, okay. no. Next person, please. Karthik. Hello. Uh, are you able to hear me? Yes. Uh, hi Rahul, thanks for taking this call. Um, so Rahul, I am on uh, L one B visa. and uh, my expiry date is uh, april 2023 and after recapture i have uh, close to till october 
Um, so right now, my company is uh, filing for, uh, they're asking if they wanted to take, uh, take part of H-1B uh, lottery for this year. Um, my, I'm still waiting for my wife's uh, L2 EAD to be, uh, extension to be confirmed. So right now, if I take this H1, um, will she be able to still continue to work or uh, she has to again, um, uh, once, uh, once the H1 is approved, she will not be able to work on L2 EAD, right? So is there no, a way she that... Cannot, she cannot work on L2 EAD once you get the H1 be approved with the identity. Oh. Okay, so um, if if in can I ask my company to up to, uh, um, like apply for a perm on L one itself? Is there a possibility? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you should. So you should. Uh, okay, so uh, and and uh, once I have so right now I'm on L one B visa and there is a um, um, possibility that I uh, might get promoted. So and uh, um, in that case, um, for for when I go into the recapture time period and if i ask them to expedite the by a premium processing uh, if even if i have perm by october 2023 so what would be the status i mean at that point in time if i don't have an h1 and i don't have an l1 at that time what would be the situation for me so your perm is i140 is not approved and you cross the 6 years is that what you're speaking no, no, no. I, I, I am the I140 is not even applied for my company. Okay, so right but now I am on L1B. I am in. No, uh, no, no, no. You're going to you're going to convert into H1B. Okay, and after that, what okay. you're speaking? I have I have not that converted into H1 because my wife is uh, still uh, she wants to work on L2EAD. So right now, I am, my question is if I ask them to apply a perm on L1 itself. And mm -hmm. if I don't have a visa beyond uh, the recapture time frame, so what would be the situation? What should what should be the process for me? What should be the process for what? Uh, for, for me to stay in the US. Okay. If the perm and I-140 is approved, you don't mm -hmm. have to be in US. You don't have to be working for the company. You don't have to be an H-1B for them to approve the perm and I-140. They can do that. Now, okay. you're asking a question. If your L1B five years expires and you yeah. don't get into the H1B lottery. That's right. Then you have to leave the country. Okay. So then uh, even though I have a perm, I have to again get a H1 and then I have to re-enter. That's right. Like Without okay. the H1B, you cannot come into the country because after five years, your L1 expires, you have to leave the country even though you have an I Even if you have I-140 approval, if you don't have I-140 approval, you don't get the H1B, you have to leave. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Rahul. Next person, please. Okay. Yeah, hi, Rahul. So my situation is my H1B was filed last year, but it got RFE, and it has uh, like it has to be through the. I mean, I my process got ended. So as for you asked, I reached to the school. My service has been on the completed status. So I tried to ask them to reinstate my F1 status. Mm -hmm. Or that they ask my reject like uh, uh, change the status denial notice and I seventy nine seven ninety seven, but my employer is not giving me those information, so I cannot give those informations to my school, which means school are not able to reinstate my F one status. Now, what would be the thing I have to do? How long? Uh, when when is your H one be approved? You said in December. December of two thousand twenty one. Yes, 
So they withdrew the H1B? Uh, no, they haven't withdrawn the H1B. The, it was but a, how are you try if the H1 is approved with the I-94, why are you trying to reinstate to F1? No, it has not been approved with I-94. I was supposed to go to my home country. Consulate. Oh, yeah. and they are not giving you the H1B approval. Why are they not giving the H1B approval? They just ask like, okay, we'll find the new project and then everything will be fine with your status. But I just ask them, they are not giving. So they are trying to hold those informations, but uh, they are not even letting me know why they are not giving. Complain to the, you tell them that you'll complain to the Department of Labor and USCIS mm -hmm. that they're doing fraudulent activity. But not, okay, I, that's one part, but will, how will it affect my status? Present. I am still. I have a right a, now. You are out of status. If you threaten, maybe they will give it to you. Okay, so I am already out of status. Means, yeah. But if you threaten them, they may mm -hmm. give you the H1B approval. But and here are, is okay. That's all you can do right now. You threaten them, they may give it to you. But they, what otherwise, is once I got the new project, they will file the amendment, and then I will get the H1B. But approved. you need to get the reinstatement done right now. And if they don't give it to you, you are out of status. If you get the statement, they cannot even change of status. So you need to get to the F1 visa right now because your H1B is approved without the I-94. You need mm -hmm. to have that. But yeah, they are not like giving me, so I have to- So I want you to tell them, look, this is an email address. Rahul already told me to complain to the uh, H1B abuse. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the email address. And if you don't do it, I will complain to the USCIS. You give me that, okay? Otherwise, okay. if they don't listen to you, have okay. a consultation with me. Sure. Next person, know. please. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. Satish? Um, uh, hello, Rahul. Um, I'm Satish. I'm here with the uh, student visa and uh, I, I'm in second semester. And uh, I have passed uh, a 10 years experience in India. So I have 15 years of education and 10 years of experience. So I, I got some offer letters uh, from uh, several, I mean, few employers, uh, but I would like to go with one employer. So is there any problem with uh, my 15, 15 years of education and current student status to get H1B approved? Um, you have 15 years of experience though. Oh, no, so... 15 years of education, sir. Um, yeah, you, you said 15 years of education. How many years of experience you have? Uh, almost 10 years, sir. That should be fine to get it, though, but there is always element of risk. I would give you a 25% of element of risk of not getting the H1B approved. Okay. In case but if you I... should take it. You should take it. Okay. In case if it's not approved, is there any problem for my student status? No, sir. Okay. No. Next person, please. Thank you very much. Imran. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? So my question is, uh, I'm working for a company since last 10 years. Uh, let's say company A, it got acquired in 2017 by another multinational company. We call it company B. Mm -hmm. Then uh, in October 2020, so my EB2 was approved with company A. Uh, EB2 I-140, then uh, in company B, they applied, they downgraded for EB3 in October 2020. What's so the uh, uh, February 2013. I'm current under EB2 now. And was I-140 approved? EB3 I-140 was approved. Okay, 
okay keep going now, now i am telling them to okay file under eb eb2 enter filing with with the new state with the new report they are saying that uh, we have to file a new eb2 i140 under the new company to show that uh, our previous company has taken a new company has taken a liability from an old company mm-hmm. and we need to file a new i140 you need to do it in premium so so, so, so the comp- the company company b has purchased company a is right or comp- there's a merger of company yeah, you they are right you can't just interfile using the i140 which is on company a's name while you are the company a has been acquired you have to file an amendment get an i140 approved before you do interfile or refile can they do concurrently concurrently or interfile uh, and interfile no no i would not advise that they do that the reason is that you are telling uscis approve my green card i have an eb2 i140 approval but you don't have an eb2 i140 approval technically you can do it though but i suggest you do not do that on the on the on the news alert it is mentioned on the third bullet point if you are filing you a can. new i one i know you can it says that's the reason i said technically you can but how okay. can they approve a green card yeah they can't approve the green card all you're telling is approve my green card under eb2 but your eb2 is not approved what's the purpose of doing it so your suggestion is do the on uh, the premium processing get that approved mm-hmm. then send a letter to interfile no and uh, send a letter with supplement j that's perfect plan to okay. the new address right, right. if you just send it with the pending i140 if your mm-hmm. eb3 moves forward now you will be na garka na garka that's okay. my question now then what happens then if eb3 moves forward then you can do the interfiling again with 48j supplement oh my company <laughs> oh my god okay next person please okay thank you sir shan ah uh, hey uh, rahul garu uh, are you able to hear me yes uh one quick question i got my eb3 uh, ead last year so i'm just wondering mm-hmm. i can work on 1099 basis with uh, the company as a contractor uh, I'm, i do I'm I, to... I, i do not recommend that you do that is there a way is that technically can you do it you may be doing it you may be doing it but it's going to create a lot of problem a lot of issues when the immigration officers don't understand so definitely i would not advise you be on 1099 Okay sure thanks next person please Vijay Singh some things are legally possible but practically not good Vijay go ahead no hello sir i have a quick question so i have a gc ad and ap which is expiring next week and i already applied for extension 4 weeks back that is almost a month ago and till now we haven't received our receipt notice and i checked with usais emma she said that receipt was ne- never generated so i don't know what happened there is it okay refile 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 perfect no issues right yeah refile thank you sir kumar uh hello rahul garu um thank mm-hmm. you for doing this sir um um Uh, we filed and refiled our uh, 485s everything is pending okay mm-hmm. h1b extension along with amendment that's also pending so basically we are on that uh, h1b received status you know mm-hmm. legally working that through yeah that's what fine. to expect 
what to expect when uh, the 485s get approved? Like, do we have to care about this H1s getting approved as well? No, you don't have to. You don't have okay. to. E even though for the last few months, we have been on this H1 receipt status, right? Like, yeah. If I'm That's asking, right. Right? Yeah, if your green card is approved, you can completely ignore all these things. Tear them off. So, okay, L last question, sir, follow up. Uh, so when you say ignore, uh, uh, it's even okay if the employer goes ahead and withdraws that H1B because it covers the past period as well. That's or what do they usually do? Okay. Doesn't matter. I won't even, okay. even waste my 50 cents for you after you get the green card. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's all. Yeah. Harry? Next week. Hari? Hari, go ahead. Hello, am I audible? Yes, you are. Yeah, hi. Hi, Rahul. Uh, so, uh, this is regarding my upgrade from EB2 to EB1, which my employer is willing to do. But uh, there is one condition which is uh, one year outside US in last three years or before entry as a non-immigrant in the three years past that. So my latest entry is in Jan 2020, and before mm -hmm. that three years, uh, can we aggregate those months in India, or it has to be a continuous one year? You mean to say, periodically you were, uh, um, periodically uh, you were traveling to India? Uh, periodically, I was traveling to US. So, so, so uh, out of the three years, how many how many months were you in India? How many months you were in US? US. So, uh, if I take from 2018, the three years. So, in 2018, I was six months in India. Okay, that's going to be tough. Six months in uh, US. You have to just give me, yeah. Total three years preceding, how many months you were in India? How many months you were in USA? Can you answer it in simple okay. one-line answer? I was answer? in India for, oh yeah, I was in India for 15 months and I was in US for eight months. That doesn't calculate to be three years. I'm sorry, I have to move to the next person. So remaining time, remaining time, I was neither in US nor in India. I was in a third country. Okay, thank you. So now your question is, would you, can you consider those 15 months yeah, uh, if it is not continuous, though, you can still mm -hmm. aggregate it for be eligible for EB1C, but it will create a lot of doubt because if it's a multinational executive position, why are mm -hmm. you traveling to outside? Why are you working at different locations? It may create a doubt. But to answer your question, yes, that 15 months, even though it's not straight, can be taken as one year. Okay. Next person. Please. But uh, your advice is we should go ahead or I should actually travel back to India to complete one continuous year? No, you don't have to. Technically, you don't have to have one continuous year, sir. Okay. Next okay. person. Last you. person today, please. Sajid? Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, I have applied for downgrade in uh, uh, 2020 October, 
so still my i140 is not approved but uh, uh, we have uh, yeah, interfiled medicals and everything i see that the state has got updated to uh, received correspondence uh, uh, thing on the on the files for my wife and my kid so at the uh, at the same time so my wife uh, she applied for uh, uh, you know so uh, eb2 and uh, her company has applied for uh, uh i a premium process for uh, uh, i140 and uh, they filed 485 and what's the pri- what's the priority date for your wife uh january 2012 did you also file as a dependent along with her yes okay that's good step you did okay what's your question now uh well so uh, right, still we did not receive any uh, receipt notice from my wife but uh, uh, right now when did you uh, when did you filed it uh like uh, one month back you should be getting it in a day or two oh okay okay so in this case because the uh, the application uh, uh, her 485 status uh, which was filed with me it already says that the correspondence has been received and uh, we are assigning an officer to your case so but i for my 485 it does not show anything so that's meantime, okay that's not that's not that, nothing to worry right so oh okay. nothing to worry about oh okay fine thank you so thank i you. was just little bit worried sorry guys uh, for not taking all the people the next conference call will be tomorrow at 3:30 thank you thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day